hot plates. Well, there you are, she said. There's your kippered herring. It not only smelled delicious, it tasted delicious. Juna not only finished off every morsel on his plate, but also three hot muffins, fresh from the oven with grape jelly. Oh, boy, that sure was good, he sighed contentedly as he pushed back his chair. Now may I go out, please, and give Champ his breakfast? My goodness, I fed that dog long ago, said Miss Annie. I forgot to tell you, I've been so busy. But go on out for a minute so that he won't feel so lonesome while I do the dishes, and then come back and help me move that extra cot around in the attic so I can get it ready for Bobby Herrick. I'm glad you reminded me that tomorrow is the 15th of April. His train will get in this afternoon, you remember. Or have you been so busy thinking up ways to get even with me for my April Fool joke that you don't remember? Of course I remember, said Juna. I haven't thought about anything else hardly since I woke up. Oh boy, won't it be swell to see Bobby again? And gee, isn't it lucky we've got vacation all this week? He can only stay a week, you know. Perhaps it's just as well, observed Miss Annie a little grimly. You two and Tommy Williams had enough excitement down there in Florida to last a lifetime, I should say. I hope you and Bobby will never get mixed up in anything like that again. Just you mind your P's and Q's while he's here, do you hear? Oh, for goodness sakes, Miss Annie, said Juna. What could possibly happen here? Nothing like what happened in Dolphin Beach could ever happen in a little bit of a place like Edinburgh. Miss Annie sniffed. I've heard different, she said. But an hour later, when they had got the spare cot out of its storage place at the far end of the attic and had put a mattress on it, and Miss Annie had tucked clean sheets on it, and everything was ready for Bobby Herrick's arrival from Florida, Miss Annie suddenly remembered something else to do. Oh, dear, she exclaimed. I've just remembered that I'm clean out of cinnamon and nutmeg, and I've been planning to make an apple pie for you two boys for supper. Wouldn't think of making an apple pie without them. And Mr. Pendler is out of cinnamon at the store, too. Well, I know what I'll do. I'll go over to Aunt Candy Barnes's and borrow some from her. We've got almost the whole morning ahead of us. Want to come along with me? Sure, exclaimed Juna eagerly. Can we take Champ with us? I don't see why not, replied Miss Annie. But he's not to go into her house when we get there, mind. She doesn't want any muddied up floors any more than I do. Oh, I won't let him go in, Juna promised. It's a right nice morning for a walk, too, observed Miss Annie as they set off with the little black Scotty frisking ahead. Seems as though spring was really in the air. Does a body good to get outdoors on a day like this? Juna agreed. I've never been in Aunt Candy's house, he remarked when they had gone a little way. That's a funny name, though, isn't it? Candy, I mean. Did her mother name her that because she was sweet? Miss Annie chuckled. No, but she's plenty sweet enough, she said. It's from the old Latin language. Candidissima, that's what they named her. Candidissima. Juno whistled. Phew, he said. What does it mean? Well, Miss Annie said, Candy told me once that it means white, or pure, or honest, any of those nice meanings. Folks used to give their children names like that in the old days. She is a good deal older than I am, you know, but I think it was a very nice custom. I used to know a girl named Diodata, a real pretty name to my way of thinking. God's gift is what it means, and she was, too.
I'll just say, Aunt Candy, Juna decided. That's easier. By this time, they had turned to the left on the road that kept alongside the north branch of Miller's Brook and had come in sight of Aunt Candy's house. It was a fine old farmhouse, at least twice as big as Miss Annie's little cottage, and it stood quite near a pretty large pond. The pond apparently wasn't very deep. Tall cattails and bulrushes grew thickly from the bottom, and in them and over them were dozens of blackbirds with bright red and yellow shoulder spots on their wings. They were flying around and making a tremendous chattering and gurgling, all of them excited over their return from the south. Red-winged blackbirds, exclaimed Miss Annie. Now I know that spring is here. That's where they make their nests every year. Aren't they a sight? You can tell your friend Bobby Herrick when he gets here from Florida that they beat him here. But then I guess they started...